Hello, and welcome to Photons and Feelings, the podcast about photography and the meaning of life. No pressure. So this episode number two, uh, I am here in Stratford, Connecticut. Uh, We decided to rent an Airbnb on the beach, and it's just a beautiful location. So if you hear some waves, if you hear some seagulls, if you hear some voices, it's just the beauty of where I'm at today. And uh, yeah, the sun is setting, the light is beautiful, uh, the breeze is really nice, and uh, this is going to be a good, good place to podcast, I guess. So yeah, today's topic is uh, the first selfie ever. But before I do that, uh, I just wanted to talk about a few things. Um, first of all, thank you if you listened to my first episode. Thank you very much. I really appreciated it. There was a little bit of a delay getting it distributed to the other platforms like iTunes and uh, Google Play and whatnot. One interesting thing about Anchor was uh, I listened back to the first episode and I started hearing these claps and I was like, what is that? That wasn't in the audio file. I was kind of worried what that was and it turns out if you listen through the Anchor app, you can actually clap as you're listening and it's kind of like a digital version of feedback because... You know, when there's a live speaker, you you immediately have that feedback of people reacting to what you're saying. So I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, if you want to listen on Anchor, it's just a nice little feature that they got going on there. Oh yeah, so just something about this podcast. This podcast, its subheading, the subtitle is uh, the podcast about photography and the meaning of life. And uh, the last episode, I kind of talked about what the purpose of life was and Um, I don't mean to say that this is the end-all be-all. I don't claim to be a guru or anything. It's just one person's perspective. It's just my own my own revelations, my own uh, discoveries, and I'm just sharing it with you. And um, what else? Oh yeah, so this podcast is kind of just me trying to uh, hash out some of these ideas. One of my goals this year was to start making headway to writing a book. As some of you may know, I hated writing in high school, but here I am. Uh, This podcast is kind of just a way for me to build content, micro-content, as building blocks for chapters for ultimately the book. And so uh, these ideas aren't perfected yet. They're not finalized yet. All the details aren't quite there yet. This is kind of a way for me to just kind of practice that and get it out there. Let's, Let's begin. So let's kind of go back to the beginning. Uh, It says in the Bible, uh, God created man in his image. He created man and woman woman in his image. And for me as a photographer, that kind of interested me because it says image and uh, that kind of keyword sticks out to me. And so I started thinking, well, what is an image? Well, to me as a photographer, an image is a moment in time captured. So Adam was created in God's image. And I started thinking, well, what does that mean? So for example, if you go to my Facebook um, and you see a picture of me relaxing on this beach during Memorial Day, uh, you might see me having fun or you might see me just relaxing on the sand, soaking up the sun and just at peace. So you can't judge me fully by this one picture, right? I don't own a beach house. You know, I don't, um, this isn't a normal, regular thing that I do. Um, but I just happen to take a vacation here. 
However, I'm more than this one image, right? So I'm also uh, an angry person. I also get scared. I also get frustrated. I also get confused. I also get happy. I also get really excited. I also get really motivated, driven. And that kind of stuff isn't conveyed in this beach picture of me, right? This image is a part of me, but it's not all of me, right? So uh, when God created Adam in his image, Basically, he took a part of him and imprinted it upon Adam. And he took a different part of him and imprinted it upon Eve. And so on and so forth. So he's taken a different part of him and created you, created me, in his image, right? So you can't judge God by this one image or this one person. But you can see this one person and the good that they do, the good person that they are and get a glimpse of who God is. Just like with the beach image, you can't judge me fully by this one picture, but you can get a glimpse of who I am. And the more pictures that you see of me, for example, the more pictures you see of me on my Facebook feed or my Instagram, you get a bigger sense of who I am the more and more you consume, right? Or at least you get a sense of who I'm trying to project <laughs> to be, right? Because that's kind of one of the downfalls of social media. We tend to put our best foot forward and hide our ugliness. As I mentioned in the first episode, uh, how I talked about the purpose of life is these three things. Uh, finding your image was the first thing. The second thing is once you find it, uh, you practice it, you hone it, you get better at it, you become excellent at it. And then the third thing was you use that gift, you use that image to serve other people. You use that image to love on other, other people. Now the first part is finding your image. and figuring out what your purpose in life um, that's that's a big question and that's a big question that I had uh, going through high school into college you have to choose your major and to me that was like <laughs> that was like a, a life sentence okay this is what I'm going to declare as a major this is what I'm going to be stuck with the rest of my life and so I I kind of cowered in that pressure and I kind of uh lost myself and so that is a huge question i think a lot of people have is um what am i here to do what's 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 the overall purpose of this what's the goal now if you don't prescribe to christianity or faith or belief uh in some sort of higher power um that's okay i'm not here to argue religion with you i'm just here to talk about one person's perspective of trying to find meaning and fulfillment in this life so image um, it's commonly described as your gifts your talents your natural abilities as you grow up you start to figure out what you're good at right you know some people are athletic some are good at chess some are good at reading and others at math but none of these are mutually exclusive None of these are, you know, it's one or the other. You know, you can have multiple uh, areas of talent. Some people are good at reading and math, you know. So growing up, um, like I said, I didn't have a strong sense of who I was. And when that pressure came of, of trying to decide a career path, I asked my dad, actually. I, I asked him, you know, how did you figure out what you wanted to do? And the advice he gave me was actually pretty good. When he was younger, he tried everything. Through trial and error, through putting himself out there, he figured out what he was good at, what he was bad at, uh, what he loved doing, and what he hated doing. And if you think you're an introvert, 
and you think that you hate being in front of people, leading a group of people, why would why would you do that? Why would you put yourself out there in front of leading people if you hate being in front of people? Well, it's those kinds of risks that you need to take to really discover that, no, actually, I do love this. For example, uh, I used to I used to be in the army, and part of my job was to uh, lead volunteer groups uh, out into uh, the city that we were in, uh, cleaning the river, doing uh, conversational English classes. Uh, we were in a different country. I put out the order that we need so many soldiers from each unit, and the leaders would basically just uh, volunteer people. Uh, and we, we called it being voluntold. <laughs> so it wasn't quite volunteering. Um, and so we'd get these soldiers uh, on, the, on the bus. And, you know, the first-timers, it's quite interesting. The first-timers, you see a lot of disgruntled people get on the bus because they're like, ah, I just had a long day at work. I don't, I, the last thing I want to do is go out into the city and, like, talk to people um, or do whatever volunteer job. I, I just want to go back and play video games or whatever. Um, and so there'd be a lot of disgruntled people, but it was, it was funny because that's the bus ride there. There was this tone of like, uh, I'm just being, I'm being forced to volunteer here. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, we go out and they serve, they actually serve people through this volunteer activity. And then they actually have interactions with people, uh, these English conversations. It was actually a really good time for these soldiers. And then on the bus ride back, most nine times out of ten if not ten out of ten the ride back their tone has completely changed they had such a positive experience that they were like can i come back next time it was most often uh the people who hated being voluntold at first that they loved it and they were the most enthusiastic about it and so that's just an example of putting yourself out there even though you think it's going to be this negative not a good experience it's in those experiences that you realize by going through it that, oh, wow, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be, but even greater, I actually love doing it. But when you put yourself out there, you actually start to realize that, oh, if I stay clammed up in the image that I think I am, uh, I'm an introvert, I'm not a good outspoken person, if you just stay clammed up, you're going to basically kind of box your own self in you're not going to fully grow and you're not going to discover the things that you actually like doing and of course you know you might try something and you you realize and it confirms that no this isn't this isn't what you want to do but it's through those uh risks it's through those putting yourself out there that you actually kind of discover more about yourself you discover more about the image that you are I think in the beginning, when you're not sure who you are, when you're um, starting to figure out this journey of figuring out who you are, um, I think, at least for me, I think you start identifying outward. Meaning, if you don't feel like you have a strong direction or a strong identity, I think there's this draw to identify outward. And that is, you see personalities, you see things, uh, you see activities that you are just kind of attracted to or you're, you're drawn to. And so you start to identify with that. You start to adopt their identity. If you look up to somebody, you might start to draw 
their identity as part of your own. And it may not necessarily be kind of who you are, but it, as you're growing up, as you're navigating life, you start to kind of draw these things um, from uh, many different sources and many different people. So, for example, in photography, early on in your journey, you know, you pick up a camera and you start shooting what interests you. And then if you look at kind of the pictures that you, you snap, you're going to start to see that they're kind of scattered. You might be interested in flowers in the beginning because you're drawn to all the colors and the beautiful tones and, and the shapes. And then you see a beautiful landscape picture and you're like, oh, I want to go shoot that. All of a sudden you see this portrait of somebody that moves you and you're like, ooh. I want to shoot that. And then you see this beautiful fashion dress or whatever, and you're like, ooh, I want to shoot fashion. And so early on, you start to kind of be pulled into different things that attract you. It's like, ooh, squirrel. You, uh, you're just drawn in all these different directions. Trying to be a photographer in New York, you can't really market yourself as a generalist. You have to be a very specific shooter. You have to shoot in this very specific style, and that's called your vision in, in the photo world. And so people don't hire, generally don't hire photographers who uh, shoot a variety of stuff. If you think about it from the shoes of people who hire photographers, if I have a job where I need to hire a photographer and it's shooting this kind of specific thing, there's a story that I heard uh, of back in the day, back when uh, Domino's Pizza, they had this food stylist that can cook a pizza so when you cut the pizza and you lift it up the slice of pizza the perfect amount of cheese that strings off of the of the slice there was a food stylist that specialized in that and it got that specific and so whenever there was a pizza shoot it's like we need to hire that person that's kind of a an extreme example but the whole point is like as you as you start to grow in your journey of whatever you're doing, um, for example, in my case, photography, you start to narrow down what you want to specialize in, what you uh, really want to put yourself out there as, what you want to market yourself as. That kind of goes back to your talents, your gifts, right? I may be able to shoot a great shot of product, a sunglasses, purses, bags, whatever, but it doesn't really interest me. So I'm more drawn to portraiture as I've grown through my photographic journey. So now I seek to shoot more portraits and put that kind of stuff out there, even though I can shoot other stuff. Over time, as you start to figure out what you really, really love, you have to get to a point where you say no to the good things in order to say yes to the great things. And so as you get older, you, your time becomes more precious. You don't have time to do everything that you want to do. I think uh, John Maxwell said, if you go out to a forest and you hit a tree five times with an ax uh, one day, and then the next day you hit a different tree five times with an ax, and then the next day you hit a different tree five times with an ax, eventually you're just gonna get nowhere. Nothing's gonna happen. But if you focus on that one tree um, hit it five times uh, every day, eventually that tree is going to knock down. Now, you might not make an impact in, on the other trees, but you've made an impact on this one tree. I think the whole point is, early on, we, we get drawn to uh, many different things, but over time, we start to figure out what we are, what we really want to focus on. And that's when you start to identify inward. 
So after a long period of trying different things and figuring out what you're good at when you're not, um, what you love and what you hate doing, over time you start to figure out like, oh, this is me. Oh, this is not me. Oh, this is kind of me. You start to identify inward. After that early period of identifying outward, you start to identify inward. And that's, that's shown as confidence in who you are and confidence in, in your own self. And so actually I wanted to take a moment and talk about this period of identifying outward. One thing you want to do is beware the in crowd. Beware the in crowd. It's commonly seen as, you know, there's always a popular group. There's always a cool crowd that everyone is naturally drawn to. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people are naturally drawn to. It's like, oh, I want to be cool too. I want to be part of that crowd. And then even, even like the haters, a lot of the hatred is driven by not being a part of that group. When I was younger, uh, in high school, I was, I was kind of a loner. I didn't have that outgoing or the gregarious or even the confidence to start approaching and trying to be part of the cool crowd. This kind of thing happens everywhere, um, not just in high school. It happens in college. It happens in the workplace. It happens everywhere. It doesn't end. <laughs> There's no boundaries in terms of age. And so there's this natural draw of trying to become part of the in crowd. And so that's what identifying outward. And so if you want to identify with the people of the in crowd, you start to kind of lose yourself. You start to strive for things that are part of this group, that you, this reputation or whatever. But I think when you start to identify inward, when you start to find confidence in yourself, when you start to really know who you are, the in-crowd doesn't phase you anymore. The in-crowd doesn't phase you anymore. Even recently, I started to see this, and I got to a point where I was like, why am I trying to be in this in-crowd? Why am I trying to be a part of this group? And I realized, like, I'm happy with the friends that I have stop striving to be part of this cool group and just be happy in your own self and that takes a lot of self-confidence be happy in your own self be happy in your own identity you know what like when you're confident in yourself you make you and your group of friends cool you don't need to try to be part of the popular crowd all you need to do is find friends that you are friends with or find <laughs> oh, that's funny all you need to do is find confidence in the friends that you have and make that the cool crowd. Make you the cool crowd. Because when you try to strive for something that you're not, you're not really finding yourself. So back to Adam. Uh, when God created Adam, he took some dirt, he took some dust, he molded it, he shaped it, breathed life into it. And as he did so, he imprinted his image upon Adam. And this is the first instance of a selfie. So the title of this episode, uh, the first selfie ever, uh, Adam was God's first selfie. God took a medium and put his image on it, just like we do with a camera, right? We take a medium of digital well digital is a little fleeting now but if you think of a film camera the medium is the physical thing of film and uh, you put your image on it you take a picture of yourself and that's a selfie right 
That is exactly what God did with Adam. He took a medium, which was clay, which was dirt, which was dust, and then he put his image on it. And so that's the first instance of a selfie. So you are God's selfie, and you were created in his image. But I think unlike a single photo, however, um, unlike a single picture, you are a dynamic image, meaning you're not constrained, you're not boxed in by one picture. When we are created in God's image, it's not just a single image where it's just, you know, a moment that passes by, but I think it's a dynamic image. When it says we are created in God's image, it's not a static thing. Like, you're not destined to be this one thing only for the rest of your life. I think it's dynamic. I think you grow. I think you change. You adapt. You break down. You rebuild. And I don't think there's a true self as in a single settled achieved state that we get into at some point in our lives after a long journey of, you know, discovery and whatnot. I think we're constantly evolving. You know, once we get there, we go, what's next? You know, we never stay there things that you dream of, uh, one day you will get there. And then once you get there, you don't stop. You just go, well, what's next, right? So who you are today will not be who you are tomorrow. And who you are tomorrow will not be who you are forever. So I think uh, this journey of self-discovery, of finding out your image, it's never, it's, it's not a static thing. It's not an end goal. It's basically... I think as Rob Bell said, it's a dance. We dance with God. It's a movement. It's a thing that we continue to discover. So yeah, that's uh, kind of the story of the first selfie ever. I'm sorry if you think you took the first selfie, but um, I think God's got you there. But yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed this second episode. I personally think it was a little scattered. I hope to get better as a communicator over time but thank you for sticking with me throughout this uh, episode don't forget to hit subscribe on my youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash kim um, i'm also on instagram uh, also at kim and yeah uh, check out the anchor app i would love your feedback i would love your questions till next time